Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, as the Daily Planet staff joins in the campaign for clean government in Metropolis, even Superman is unaware of the strange stage that is being set for the battle before them. Say, gang, if you're hep to Kellogg's Pep, most likely you're hep to eating a hearty breakfast. And you're one of those up-and-at-em fellows or girls who tear off to school and high, all set for a big day. Because Pep sure does give your morning appetite the old one-two. Makes you want to eat hearty. Maybe it's that sunshine flavor, a keen sort of flavor that you can really latch on to. Maybe it's the tender crispness of Kellogg's Pep, a delicate, crunchy goodness that you practically can't resist. Or maybe it's the way Pep looks in your dish, all toasted and golden. But probably it's flavor and crispness and looks that make Pep so terrific that... Well, you feel like pitching right in and cleaning up every last flake in your bowl. Anyway, that's the right idea, especially nowadays, because the cereal grains are being sent to give that good grain nourishment to fellas and girls overseas. So get hep to pep, gang. Don't waste it. When Mom brings Kellogg's pep home from the grocers, make sure there's no waste of cereal at your house. If you pour your own pep, pour it carefully and eat up every bit you pour out. Pass the word along to the rest of your family, too. Just remember... Eat all your pep. Don't waste it. And now, the adventures of Superman. While Lois Lane was speaking at a mass meeting for Henry Marshall, the Daily Planet's candidate for mayor of Metropolis, a group of young toughs overturned the sound truck from which the girl reporter was addressing the crowd. But fortunately, Lois escaped serious injury. The young toughs, a group of misguided juvenile delinquents, had acted on orders from Al Vincent, a crooked pawnbroker and henchman of Martin Higgins, the rival candidate for mayor. But that night, Vincent received alarming news. And as we continue the next morning, the swarthy, middle-aged pawnbroker is standing behind the counter of his shop in the squalid slum district of the city as a young girl named Mary Hennig, known also as Chicky, enters. Wearing slacks and sweater... She leans indolently against a counter as she speaks to Vincent. Listen. You said you wanted to see me, Al. Yeah. What took you so long? Well, the old lady was crabbing as usual. What's on your mind, Al? I got a job for you. That's well. Twenty bucks you gave me for them tires we swiped is all gone. I could use some more cabbage. There'll be a lot more than twenty bucks for you in this deal. Yeah? How much? A C-note. hundred bucks? That's right. Creepers. hundred bucks. What do you want me to do, Al? First, I want you to get a job. A what? A job. Me take a job? A regular working job? Huh. Nothing doing. <laughs> I guess I had you figured wrong, Chicky. I had you down for a smart kid. But if you're turning down a chance for any easy... Now, wait a minute. What's the pitch for this C-note? What kind of a job do I have to get? And what for? What's the difference? You just said... Never mind you... what I just said. What do I do for the hundred bucks? First thing, like I said, you got to get a job. Any kind of a job, running errands and stuff like that. Yeah? But you got to go to work for the Daily Planet newspaper. Okay, then what? 
He ain't giving me a C-note just for going to work on a newspaper. What's the angle? Once you get the job, I want you to keep your eyes open and do a little snooping. Case the joint good. What for? Anything special? Yeah. Some letters. Letters? That's right. Letters written to Marty Higgins, which if we don't get them back, will lick Marty's chances of ever getting elected mayor. Or anything. Holy smokes. Now, look, these letters was written to Marty by some big-shot racketeers he was doing business with. They were stolen from Higgins, and he's got a pretty good idea the planet's got him. Now, if they print them and then turn them over to the D.A., Higgins is a dead pigeon, see? Yeah, I see. Without Higgins for protection, your chances for making big dough easy ain't worth a nickel, huh? That includes you too, Chickie, and the rest of your bunch. That's why we gotta get them letters. Mm-hmm. Well, supposing I find out the planet's got them, then what? Lift them. If you can. If not, let me know where they are and we'll get somebody else to pinch them. But the most important thing right now is for you to get in there at the paper and see what's cooking. That ain't going to be so easy. They ain't going to give me a job just because I come around asking for one. I got an angle for you. Listen, there's a dame waking there, a sob sister, who's all the time shooting off her mouth about tenement kids in this neighborhood not getting a break out of life, see? Yes, yeah, so what? So you're a poor kid from the tenements and you need a break. You get it? Yeah, I get it, but suppose she don't tumble. Then I got another angle. But you're a smart kid, Chickie. Thanks. You got a good gift of gab and a talent for acting. Make up a good story about your old man being dead and your poor old mother and four little kids starving and stuff like that. I'm sure you'll put it over. Okay, it's a deal. Who's the dame I gotta see? Her name's Lane. Lois Lane? Yeah. You know her? Sure I do. How come? Well, well, last year, before my sister... She's the one who was always watching me. Before she got married and moved away... She used to make me go to that settlement house with her. That lame dame was teaching journalism then, and I was in a class. Yeah, she likes me, too. Hey, that's swell. Ain't it, though? <laughs> it's going to be a pushover. Sure, sure it is. Yeah, but don't be too cocky now. Fix yourself up with a hairdo and a dress instead of slacks. You look like a nice, sweet yeah, kid. Yeah, leave it to me, Al. I know what to do. But, uh, and I need a few bucks for expense. Okay, okay. Here's a ten spot. Thanks. I'll be seeing you soon. With Marty Higgins' letters. So long. Leaving Al Vincent's pawn shop, Mary Hennig pauses briefly. Then, with bright eyes shining confidently, she turns and hurries up the squalid tenement street toward her home. A short time later, Editor Perry White is chortling gleefully as he hangs up his telephone in his office at the Daily Planet, then turns to face Clark Kent and Lois Lane. What's up, Chief? That was Tony Sloan. He's got the Higgins letters. Say, that's well. Wonderful, Chief. Yeah, you can say that again. Tony says they prove conclusively that Martin Higgins is mixed up with gangsters and racketeers. We've always known that. And he wants to be mayor. Well, he's through now. When we published those letters, Higgins couldn't be elected dog catcher. Even that job's too good for him. How did Tony ever get those letters, Chief? I don't know, and I don't care. I've been after Martin's scout for a long time. Ever since he blocked the slum clearance bill in the city council. Yeah, I know. And now I've got him. We're going to break him and his dirty political machines once and for all. It'll be a great day for Metropolis. <laughs> Incidentally, you'll be revenged for that sprained ankle you got last night, Lois. And Jim for his black eye. I don't want revenge. I just want to see the slums torn down and replaced with decent housing. Why, since I've been giving that journalism class at the settlement house, I've had a chance to really see what the slums are like. And believe you me, when you see what few opportunities those kids have down there... Well, you know one reason why we have so much juvenile delinquency. You're not kidding. Well, put that in the Sunday feature story, Lois. When Henry Marshall is elected mayor, you'll see those slums disappear. 
Oh, how I've waited for this day. When's Tony bringing in the letters, Chief? He said it'll be down pretty soon. Oh. Now, when he comes in, Kent, I want you to... Uh, pardon me. Well, what is it, Beanie? There's a slick chick here in the famous line. A Who? what? A slick chick. <laughs> a dream date. You know, whistle bait. Oh, Beanie. What in thunder are you talking about? Honestly. I, I think Beanie's trying to say that an attractive young lady is calling on Lois, Chief. Gee, that's right, Mr. Kenton. Only she ain't exactly a young lady. Oh? She's just a kid. Did she give you her name, Beanie? Yes, ma'am. It's Mary. Mary Hennig. Mary Hennig? She says you'll know her because she was in your journalism class at the settlement, Miss Lane. Mary Hennig at the settlement. Oh, yes, of course. Now I remember. Why, she's a darling girl and very bright, too. Oh, boy. All this haven't. Oh, Get out of here, you moony young cat. Hey, all right. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me just a minute, Chief, till I see what Mary wants. Come on, Beanie. Yes, ma'am. Now, I'll make it snappy. We've got work to do, you know. I know, Chief, but I can't just refuse to see this poor underprivileged child. She may need help. Unaware of the girl's real purpose... Lois Lane hurries out to greet Mary Hennig, otherwise known to her confederates as Chicky. Will the young girl hoodlum's mission be successful? We'll know in just a moment. So stand by. Say, how about giving breakfast a build-up at your house tomorrow morning? How about trying this week's pep dish of the week, a pep jamboree? Boy, it's as snappy a dish as you'd ever hope to see, and as nifty a treat as you'd ever hope to taste. It's easy to fix, too. You just pour your regular serving of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, in your bowl as usual. Then top with a layer of that gay mixture, fruit cocktail. Pour on some of the sweet juice, too. Add milk, and you have a Pep Jamboree. Yes, sir, and will you have a jamboree of fun with that dish? Why, those crisp, tender flakes of Kellogg's Pep really do things for the fruit. That smooth sunshine flavor tickles your taste like anything. Why, Kellogg's Pep tastes so terrific, before you know it, you've polished off every bit in your bowl. And a good thing that is, especially nowadays, when the cereal grains are being sent to fellows and girls overseas. So, gang, when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers, make sure there's no waste at your house. If you pour your own Pep, pour it carefully, and eat up every bit you pour out. And say, kind of keep an eye on your younger brothers and sisters, too. Remember, eat all your Pep. Don't waste it. In her office, Lois Lane listens intently as Mary Hennig, alias Chicky, a hardened young hoodlum, plays the part of a sweet young lady in an effort to enlist the girl reporter's sympathies. Of course, I know I haven't the right to bother you with my troubles, Miss Lane. Oh, but... but no bother, Mary. Well, like I said, you've always been sort of my idea. Oh. Well, you're just wonderful. I wanted to be a reporter exactly like you. But now with my father dead and... Mom tied up with five younger children to take care of. Well, I... I've just got to quit school and get a job to help take care of them. Yes, I understand how you feel, you poor child, and I admire you very much for it. But look, Mary, couldn't you continue going to school and, and work, well, maybe after hours and Saturdays? Oh, sure I could, Miss Lane, but I, I couldn't make enough that way. I see. I've got to make at least $15 a week to get along. What's the use of talking? I tried, and I know I can't get that much for just after school work, so... Well, that's that. But it, it was real sweet of you to listen, Miss Lane. Oh, not at all, Mary. I just wanted you to know how I like you and how I wanted to grow up to be just... 
Just... Oh, now, wait a minute, dear. Don't cry. After all, $15 a week isn't so terribly much. Maybe I could help you. Oh, no. I couldn't just take any money from you, Miss Lane, or from anybody. Not without working for it, I mean. Well, I just couldn't. I know that, Mary. I was just thinking that if I could get you a job here after school and on Saturdays, well, you might be able to earn that amount of money and, and, and still continue your education. You mean here? Right here with you in the Daily Planet? That's right. It just occurred to me that we could use an office boy by... Uh, I mean, an office girl, I'm sorry. Do you think you'd like a job like oh, that? Oh, would I? Oh, jeepers, I'd be so happy. Oh, gosh, Miss Lane, I'm so excited. Could you do it? I think so. Anyhow, it's worth a try, isn't it? You come with me. Oh, where? We're going to see Mr. White, the editor, right now. We'll convince him that you deserve a chance. Never dreaming that she is playing directly into the hands of those who profit from juvenile delinquency, Lois Lane steps into the office of Editor Perry White, closely followed by the cunning Chickie, whose eyes are alight with a gleam of triumph. What will happen now? Take our word for it, gang. A great deal happens tomorrow as Lois and the entire staff of the Daily Planet become unknowing accomplices of Al Vincent and his gangsters. So don't fail to listen tomorrow. And every day, Monday through Friday... Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC comic magazines, and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You know, gang, a dog likes having his own feeding dish and his own bed. And I bet you he likes his own food, too, instead of yours. If you give him Kellogg's Grow Pup dog food. Grow Pup has a grand, meaty flavor dogs go for. And it helps keep them husky, too. Helps give them strong bones and teeth and muscles. There are three different kinds of Grow Pup. All of them wonderful for your dog. There's Grow Pup ribbon, Grow Pup meal, and Grow Pup pellets. Ask Mother to get Kellogg's Grow Pup today. See if your dog doesn't go for it right off the bat. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, slumlords have been a or a frequent target uh, for Superman. Um, he, in fact, uh, did do uh, uh, this in a book I was recently reading, the... 1940 to 41 comic book strip. So this is kind of a return to a post-war or pre-war sort of foe and kind of applying the situation uh, to the post-war world. I do wonder about characters like Chicky uh, when I see them, particularly in the Golden Age uh, entertainment. I wonder if, uh, you know, because she acted so sincere and... Uh, if you, if you have characters like that, kind of makes you feel like, oh, I better not trust anybody because you never know where a call man might be. But uh, some good voice versatility by the actress, nonetheless, to be able to do those uh, same uh, voice, you know, two, you know, basically same character, two very different voices and styles. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next. Hope everyone had a great Christmas. Be sure and be listening on Sunday uh, when we bring you part th uh, three of this uh, great adventure. And hopefully Superman will even show up. 
In the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us. Rate the show on iTunes, truly appreciate it. And uh, pick up your copy of Tales of the Dim Night, Powerhouse Flies Again, and Rise of the Robo Lawyer. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.